This is the Bob McCallum Podcast, and it is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers online casino and sportsbook app today. With John Shannon, uh, lots of news. Yeah, uh, we saw two series close out yesterday. Miami wins in basketball. Vegas uh, rolls in hockey. Uh, pretty big wins for both teams. What does that mean to you? Anything? Well, I would, uh, quite frankly, if you had told me that both Miami and Vegas were going to win, I I wouldn't have been surprised. But Bob, it's how they won. Exactly what I said. Yeah, yeah, it's how they won. I mean, Miami wins big in Boston, and where the Celtics were last night is beyond me. I know know Jason Tatum turned his ankle, uh, but I can't believe that that was the turning point of that game and. The Dallas Stars just just not did not show up last night at home. They were outplayed dramatically, especially dramatically. in the first period. Especially yeah. in the first period, it was like a one big power play for twenty minutes for Vegas. It was uh, and and it, look at the guys who scored the goals. It wasn't Jack Eichel. It wasn't Mark Stone. It was it was the soldiers for the Golden Knights that scored. Uh, to me, that it was it was not shocking the who won the games, but certainly shocking how they won the games. Well, you know, one one of the things it says to me is that this Vegas team um, was a lot better than a lot of people expected them to be. I thought they were really good, and I thought they really had a chance. They have been extraordinary during the playoffs. I mean, I know Florida has been, you know, a juggernaut in the East, and they've won the last two series in nine games. Nonetheless, Florida or Vegas has really played well, and they really look to me like a good hockey team. To you too. Oh, um, well, the one question mark has always been the revolving door in goaltending, and Aiden Hill has Aiden Hill has solved that issue. But that's right. Th- their depth on the blue line is beyond reproach. They do. Ha- I think they have the best defense in hockey. Sure, they do. Uh, and their their depth and 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 Bob, we've we've talked about this constantly. Um, I, people just do not understand how fast Vegas is. They are a fast team. They can move the puck fast. Bruce Cassidy has them skating fast. I mean, they they do so many things so well. And one of the one of the things I, I really do, and people are going to whine and, and gripe about this a little bit, but one of the biggest differences between this Vegas team and the in the playoffs and the the last thirty five or forty games in the regular season was they didn't have Mark Stone. And Mark Stone was, you know, had back surgery and didn't play, didn't miss games starting in the middle of January until the playoffs started. Maybe, you know, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not big on. But on you know what I'm talking about? Those, I those do, cap, those but... cap, those cap avoidance issues, the Kucherov rule, you know? I get it. I just don't think one player makes that much of a difference to tell you the truth. Really, I think, you know, if you want to look at, like last night, I'm looking at, um, at Vegas's performance, especially in the first period. And the significance of their fourth line, right? Who scored a couple goals and had the puck in the defensive end all night long. The Toronto Maple Leafs, for example, <laughs> don't have that. No, they they do not have a fourth line that can do anything. They don't score, 
and they they rarely put pressure on the other team. You know, and and then this this is you know I kept thinking back. This is the Toronto Maple Leafs. It's all about those four guys and the money they're spending there. And they had to spend minimum wage on guys on the fourth line. And they're getting performances like that. They don't have nobody on the third or fourth line jumps up and does a job like the Vegas guys do. No. And they did last night, didn't well, they? No, they, they, you're right. Um, you know, there, there are times, and this is why Bruce Cassidy doesn't really have to worry about matching lines. There are times you just you just roll your lines and well, what lines out there? The next one. It's not necessarily a, a line deemed as number three or number four, because they they do their job so competently. I mean, for for guys like Colasar and Carrier to do what they did last night was truly impressive, uh, and they they've been working towards this for the whole regular season and through these three rounds of playoffs. It's it's tremendously impressive what they have done, but. You know, Bob, when when and I, I I'm hearkening back to what you talked about, saying that people haven't recognized how good this team is. I simply think one of the reasons is because they, you know, the the rotating goaltender five during the regular season. Well, I give you that during the regular season, but you know, yeah. in in the last and this couple, wasn't the guy that start. This wasn't the guy that started the playoffs. No, I get it. In the last couple of series, this kid has been great. Great, yes. Yes, he has. And we'll we'll see whether he can continue that for another, you know, who knows, four, five, six, seven games. Yeah. But no, no, they're, they, they're, they, I think they're fun to watch. They play a very physical game. You know, the, I think they, the, they, I think they, the best, best team to watch right now in the NHL. Entertaining for sure, too. I sure agree. They are. They are entertaining. Yeah. Well, and, and to finally see uh, Jack Eichel play at a level. Now, I, I don't think he has been as good in this no, he series as he, he was. He hasn't been great the last two games, but nonetheless, right. I know what you mean. But to see him now evolve to the level where people, I think, expected him to be is one of the great stories of hockey this year. Is that Because for how many years did we sit here and say, well, Eichel's, what a, what a wasted pick, you know, yeah, in but Buffalo. He, he played on a crummy team, and he wasn't motivated by the Buffalo situation he goes to vegas he's got a good hockey team he's got yeah. good players around him i think he's happy with the organization itself you know he and he's, and he's a much as much a role player as he is a star I mean, like, it, it, it's not as if that there's jack eichel and 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 11 no, other forwards no, no. he's just one of the 12 yep he's good but yeah. he's not you know he's not as he's not a number two draft pick superstar you know 60 goal kind of guy but there, is, there are times in a game, and we saw it early in this Dallas series. We saw right. it early in this Dallas series where he, he used his body in the corners. I he agree. can be a physical force, Bob. He really can. I, I don't disagree with you. It's just you don't expect that all the time no, with him. That's right. we got to take a break. We'll come back and uh, chat some more. Some, uh, some changes in basketball involving re- former Raptors staff. We'll talk about that when we continue after this. Hi, this is Bob McCowan for BetRivers.com. Hey, if you're looking for a sports book or casino app, you should check out the BetRivers Sports and Casino app today. Play all of your favorite casino games for real money anywhere and anytime. Plus, get in the action with each sports game with hundreds of sports betting options. And get ready to feel like a VIP because you'll earn both loyalty level points and bonus store points on every real money wager you make. You must be 19 plus 
available in Ontario only. Please play responsibly. If you have questions or concerns about your gambling or someone close to you, contact Connex Ontario at 1-866-531-2600 or speak to an advisor free of charge. BetRivers.com. So in the last couple of days, we've seen two coaching changes, head coaching changes in the NBA, mm-hmm. one involving the Toronto Raptors' former head coach, Nick Nurse, and one involving their former assistant, Adrian Griffin, who gets the Milwaukee job. Mm-hmm. Um, that always interests me when coaches from one team who is turning the everything upside down wind up going to other teams. And... Um, I don't know. Do you think Griffin got a serious look in Toronto? That that's a good question. I, I I'm not sure he did. Um, and if he did, what is the goal of of what Masai and Bobby Webster are trying to do? Are they trying to change a bit of the culture with this team? I mean, we haven't heard very much from the basketball team Nothing at all really. uh, about what's going on, who's being hired. We've heard lots of rumors. Steve Nash is at the top of the list again. Of well, he's at the top of the to. list for people on the outside looking in. Right. Whether he's right. at the top of the list for the Raptors or not, I doubt. Yeah. No, I, no, I'm, I'm, t- I'm just talking about, you know, people using scuttlebutt. Yeah. Right. He's, he's uh, first of all, we all know his name. I mean, that's one of the, <laughs> that's one of the well, reasons. Exactly. Yeah. But, but I, I think it's, I think it speaks to the culture that uh, from a coaching staff that uh, that Nick Nurse has has created here. And or had created here when guys, some of his assistants do get opportunities to coach. Don't you? Well, I think, I think it's curious that the head coach gets fired and then one of his assistants gets a head coach to place else. And so does nurse himself who goes to Philadelphia. And the, and, and that'll be an interesting situation because nurse and Embiid have been at each other several times over the years. Yeah. Given those playoff situations Embiid has said some, very unkind things about nurse in the heat of the battle though i get that but now they have to work together and is is Embiid going to be willing to do what nurse tells him to do or is he going to be con- a contrarian looking for him to get out and you know this is the this is the mvp of of basketball now um Embiid. one wonders if he has the kind of power that other superstars have where if they say i don't like the coach you get a new coach yeah, well, I mean, that that was pretty evident with Doc Rivers' demise, don't you? I think that that was one of the things that happened in Philadelphia that the players maybe, yeah. So, uh, I I'd, I'd have to hope and think that um, in hiring Nurse, that there was there was some sort of discussion with Embiid and maybe even Harden. You have to think there would be, wouldn't you? Sure. I mean, look what's, you know, and not to derail the conversation, we can certainly talk about the Sixers and Nurse, but look what's happening in Pittsburgh. I mean, Sidney Crosby's as, as actively involved in, in in discussions with potentially new presidents of hockey operations and uh, and general managers as anybody. He, you know, he's meeting people in, in Carolina. He's meeting people in Pittsburgh. He and, he and Kyle Dubas spent a couple of days together last week. That's sort of so, what I mean. You yeah, know, so, so, but I'd have, I'd have to think that Embiid has been part of this. I mean, I think the, the pendulum has swung so pro-player with, A, the, the money they're making, and B, the, the contracts they have, 
that you have to involve them. This is, you know, these two leagues, particularly, I think, hockey and basketball, have become such players' leagues now because of the contracts. And you have to make sure. And and I think the psychology of, of coaching, the psychology of managing has changed so much. It is maybe to the chagrin of a few people, but I, I think in 2023, you have to, you have to be a, 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 a motivator as much as you have to be a, a tactician in order to try to get your team. And the way you motivate is to make sure that it, it looks like the player's idea more than anything else. Um, I, I may be wrong, but I would not be at all surprised if there are coaching announcements this week because, you know, the hockey season, especially in the NHL, doesn't yep. resume until Saturday. Right. And one knows that it's not a rule by any stretch of the imagination, but it's sort of been a thing that you don't make a coaching decision or a right. front office decision while the, the finals are on. Yeah, and, so and NBA, NBA starts Thursday. NBA starts Thursday, so that's that's probably a discussion point in that league as well. Uh, um, and then you're right. I with the with the Stanley Cup final starting on Saturday, uh, I would not be surprised to see some announcements even beyond the the uh, the obvious ones, like in Pittsburgh, uh, to uh, you know Spencer Carberry's rumored to be the new coach in Washington. Uh, you know whether the Caps want to do that. Um, announcement before Saturday makes a ton of sense to me. Well, that's another interesting one. Here's a former Maple Leaf guy. Yeah. Who yeah. gets, who did he get, was he interviewed for the Leaf job? Well, they don't have, a, they don't, they don't have, have an opening yet for coach. There's still a coach of the Maple Leafs, Bob. Do I, dare I remind you that Sheldon Keith is still the coach? I get that. But would they, <laughs> you know, here's a guy who's being interviewed for a head coaching job. Wouldn't you want to talk to him? Well, but, or, but they or, don't, or is, I think you're waiting. You're waiting for the the new manager to come in and decide whether Sheldon is going to be well, your man a, or not. You know, both the Raptors and the Maple Leafs better get on that, don't you think? Especially the Raptors, they've been waiting a long time. A long time, I know. I, I it, it's and again, it's almost out of sight, out of mind, isn't it? They've been so well, it quiet. Is. And you wonder, you know, how many how many interviews are you going to give for a head coaching job? Yeah, and and does it do anything more than confuse you? as to who the best candidate is. You know, I would think you'd interview three or four guys, and, and those would be the guys that you think are the best qualified. Those are the guys you talk to, and you make a decision for that. When you get into 10 or 12 interviews, I think it becomes nothing but confusing. Either that well, or I, you haven't found anybody you think is any good. Don't yeah, you? Or, yeah, I do. But there's there. I think there's some mitigating circumstances. For instance, a guy that was at, at the top of a lot of people's list was Monty Williams, who got fired in Phoenix right. uh, after the playoffs. But Monty Williams is owed $20 million by the Suns. Right. So it, it, let's, say he, let's say he interviews for the Raptor job and, you know, Masai and Bobby and the, and, and the board, because remember the board's involved, the board like them, and so now how how do you find a way to get around the twenty million dollars? Which is to say, hey Monty, we'll pay you. Well, we'll we'll give you the Nick Nurse dollars. We'll give you eight million. So that's eight million over four years. And Monty's going to say, well, hold on, I'm going to get twenty million, million to do nothing. To do nothing. 
I'm going to get 20 million. So now, all of it, now most of these guys, we as we touched on yesterday with uh, Eric and Scott, most of these guys want to get back into the heat of the battle, correct? They all, they all love it. They, this is a drug to them, coaching yeah, yeah. and managing. So, but, but the motivation has, you have to wonder what the motivation is, particularly, particularly at this time, remember, you know, Masai's making a sizable amount. Nick Nurse, they're still having to pay eight million dollars this year. Although that'll get mitigated by the Sixer job, you know, they maybe maybe they don't have to pay Nick anything after uh, after right. he signs his deal in Philly. But you know as well as I do that people are going to start looking at you know twelve million for Masai, eight million for Nick. Brendan's making six or seven. So answer me, answer me something. Could you could the Raptors do a deal with Phoenix? And say, okay, Williams is owed twenty million. We'll give him ten of that, but you give him the other ten. Well, that usually what happens, and I can only speak for what happens in in hockey, uh, but I assume the NBA is comparable. Is is the league office in the end would mediate and and say, you know, do you want the job? Usually, it's of a longer term, so that there's a right. reason for the guy to take the job. So, and if that's the case, then perhaps. Um, perhaps there's a way to say we're gonna Monday we're gonna pay you five million a year for the first three years and then we'll pay you ten million for year four, which means he gets an extension of another year and then Phoenix is on the hook. But the league would have to approve that deal. You know, the the Raptors couldn't come in and say Monty, we're gonna pay a million dollars. What they would what they would tell you is that they would that it would probably be, have to be at least fifty percent, if not a bit more, Bob, in order to try to make sure that. Phoenix is being, you know, treated fairly and not being taken advantage of by a, a new team. But I, I'm sorry, I just can't imagine, you know, with with all the histrionics that went on around the Maasai contract, with all the histrionics went around that of uh, firing Nick and he was making eight million. I can't imagine this board being very happy to sign somebody and and pay them that much money. And I I wonder if that I wonder if that's an issue right now. I really do. What do you think? Maybe maybe Masai has picked a candidate, but it's going to cost a lot of money. So the board is saying no. Well, I think that I, I think the board's saying, "Hey, tread lightly, Masai. Make sure that this is something that you know is fiscally responsible, not, as opposed to just throwing money at the wall." Now, the NBA in the next two years, the NBA is going to have more money than God, right? They've got their new TV deals. Oh, coming I get and, that, but and, still, and, 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 but 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 you know, Ellen Rogers and Larry Tannenbaum are you know. You know, they're uh, they're quite particular about how much money they spend. And we all, as I said, we already know the story about how upset Edward Rogers was with the amount of money that Masai got um, after after winning the championship. And it hasn't really proved anything positively for the franchise since he got the contract. Yeah. So, you know, we touched on it a little bit. Tell me what you think of Patrick Waugh as a potential NHL head coach again. You know, he had his, his stay in Colorado. Mm-hmm. Did a reasonably good job. I don't think pe- anybody was really down on him as a head coach. And he's done a great job with the junior team and a chance to win a Memorial Cup. Does he suddenly in the next, say, week become a candidate for NHL jobs? Does his phone well, ring? Yeah. I certainly think that he will get some consideration. Remember, Kevin Weeks brought his name up last week with us. Right. Um, and... You know he's he's done a 
He's done a really good job with his with his club in Quebec. Yes, you're right, and they look impressive at the Memorial Cup. How, however, you you know, Patrick Waugh's got a big ego. Well, he Patrick I was going to say he doesn't take direction very well. Well, that's the perception. That you're that is the you're absolutely right, Bob. That is the perception. Uh, and remember, he, remember when he left Colorado, like he didn't leave Colorado at the end of the regular season. He left Colorado in the middle of August and left Joe Sackick holding a bag of nails with no hammer. And had to, they hired Jared Bidner. Jared had, you know, five weeks to get ready for camp. Um, I think that there's a little bit of, well, can we control this guy? What's this guy like? How much? And, he le- and he left Colorado because there was an assumption he had more power over the roster. It's always about power, isn't it? He had more power over the roster in Colorado than he assumed. But really, Joe Sackick was the boss, and and then it proved out to be right. They won the Stanley Cup with Joe Sackick as the manager and Jared Bednar as the coach. So so Patrick goes back to Quebec um, and really has to reinvent himself and prove to people uh, he can be a modern day coach. He was not a he was not an analytics guy. He was he was not much of a tactician. He was an emotional leader behind the bench and could get a lot out of his players um, the first time around in Colorado. Remember the first year that what, what they have 106 points. I think the first year yeah. they were very impressive because he was such a breath of fresh air. But I I think there's lots of people in the hockey world that think Patrick Waugh and say. I, I'm I'm not sure. Uh, it, it, we'd have to do our due diligence heavily to say, Patrick. Here's here's the way we do things here, and we have to believe that you know you have to be part of our team solution as opposed to you coming in and saying I'm going to reinvent the world. Don't you think that? Well, yes and no. But, you know, you, you say on one hand, Patrick Waugh is a control guy and he wants to be in control. And he wants to be part of the decisions or make the decisions. To be mm-hmm. honest with you, I can make the argument that the head coach should be that guy. He should Which be. Which is basically you know, the sounds like it's it's very much the NFL model that they've gone to, correct? Well, you know, you say he's a guy who's looking for power. Isn't it sounds like everybody in the NHL is looking for power? The board yeah. is looking for power. Presidents are looking for power. General managers are looking for power. Why shouldn't coaches be looking for power too? I mean, that's the problem with the NHLs. Everybody thinks they are the guy. Yeah. No, no, it's a good point. They are the one, aren't they? We're we're going through a a very interesting time because for so many years, there has been a separation of church and state. And it was the manager got the players and the coach, you you know, coached the players. And never the twain shall meet. Just do what you're do what you're gonna do, and we've seen times where coaches got more power and you know did not do a good job of player acquisitions. We have seen that in the last thirty years. Well, and, and, you know, and, we're all we're also old enough to remember when almost every coaching every coach in the NHL was also the general manager. We've seen yes, that. sure, but now but, we're not gonna uh, go back to that. Oh you, no, you, well, no, but there was also at a time when. Players were basically, and uh, it was almost a form of slavery, Bob. Well, I get that. You know, a free agency that wasn't go, until the mid thirties. Not going to go back to that. No. And, and, but the question becomes, you know, if you're a general manager, are you going to put players in on your roster that your coach doesn't think are any good? I wouldn't. 
No, but but no, you're not. I mean that. I mean you're not gonna you're not gonna hire a coach and, and sabotage him. <laughs> I mean, well, essentially, that's what you're doing. Well, but that happens after year three or four when you when you when you start to see the coach come in and say, "I need this guy," and then then the manager says, "Well, hold on, we you know we had three or four guys like that, and and you didn't like them." But so, but wait a I mean, there, here's a, here's a great, here's a great, the example. general manager is above the coach in the pecking order, but yes. the coach is far more important in terms of player, player development, player selection than the GM, in my opinion. Well, that's not the way it is in hockey right now. I get it, but yeah. I think that's wrong. Don't you? Well, I, I, you know, I mean, I, it, it's, it's only wrong if they don't win. Right. <laughs> that's that becomes, well, if they win the Comes the no, issue. then there is no problem right? right so but here's a good example um william carlson okay so william carlson who now i think is leading yep leading the, the stanley cup playoffs in goals got 11 or 12 goals something like that yeah yeah, yeah. has played and in my mind is one of the two candidates from the vegas golden knights to for the con Smythe trophy in my opinion right now probably um william carlson was taken off the expansion draft from columbus yeah, six years ago. Where, yeah, so he scored where, like forty-one where, goals his first year with Vegas. W- w- that's right. The year before in Columbus, you know how many goals he had? No, I know he didn't. In seven six, or something. Six. Six. Well, there you go. And, and I remember and, the story and, very well. He was a terrific player that first year. So, so you 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 look at that scenario, and oh, why was he made available? Why he's a good player? Coach wouldn't play him. The the manager drafted him they developed him he played he 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 was a quality but the coach get rid of that coach because the coach made a mistake didn't he yeah that and that was john tortorella well john tortorella didn't like william carlson so in the end in order to try to appease the coach they made they exposed carlson for the expansion draft and he got taken and that's why that's the whole concept of the manager-coach relationship. Fine, but you know, l- let's look at Tortorella too. You know, um, he is a high still profile, working. He's a high-profile guy who's had lots of jobs. But is he a great coach? Do you think well, so? He's, he, 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 I tell you what, he's won the Stanley Cup. So, um, and he, what what John's claim to fame is that he can probably get more out of his players when you don't have a good team. Yeah, sure. I'd just ask him. Yeah, and, and you're right. He's a great salesperson. You know, I'm he's a passionate curious. guy, great salesperson. But there are lots of players that have played for him over the years. And you think, well, they wouldn't like playing for them, and they have adored playing for him. He's one of them. He's one of the most misunderstood guys in the game of hockey, John or uh, Bob. Do you think John he's one of, Do you think he's one of the best coaches in the NHL? He wouldn't coach my team. I wouldn't have him either. He wouldn't coach my team. Well, there but you go. That I understand. You. I understand why teams like Philadelphia, who are desperate to change the culture, bring a guy like Tortorelli in. Yeah, we got to take another break, John. Uh, we'll come oh. back with more uh, after this message. When was the last time everyone agreed on what's for dinner? You want Chinese food, they want pizza, and someone is always craving froyo. Well, there's something for everyone on DoorDash. Ordering is easy. Open up the DoorDash app, choose what you want from where you want, and your items will be left safely outside your door with our default contactless delivery setting. 
For a limited time, our listeners can get 25% off and zero delivery fees on their first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter code BOBCAST23. That's 25% off, up to $10 in value, and zero delivery fees on your first order when you download the DoorDash app in the App Store and enter code BOBCAST23. Don't forget, that's code BOBCAST23 for 25% off of your first order with DoorDash. Subject to change, terms apply. Uh, we are back. So we are down to the last two in the Stanley Cup playoffs. Mm-hmm. It's Florida and Vegas. And I'll tell you, it is hard to pick a winner in this group, you know, of these two. Both of them played so well and both of them have so many assets that it's difficult for me to ascertain which team is better. I think Vegas is the better hockey team. And I think eventually they should prevail. But am I confident of that? I am absolutely not. People in the Eastern Conference Conference have said that three times. Oh, Boston's better than Florida. Oh, Toronto's better than Florida. Oh, I know. Carolina 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 is better than Florida. And all Florida has done is won in less games every series. So not only are they playing confidently, now they will have had 10 days rest before game one of the Stanley Cup final on Saturday. Make that sound like that's an asset, and I'm not, I don't think anybody I, is sure of that. It's an asset from the point of view of making sure your your team is as healthy. healthy. And, I get but that, that theory. You know, there, there, there has to be a positive with that, Bob. No, there doesn't have to be. No, no, on, on, the, health, on, on the health side, absolutely. I, I understand the momentum side. I understand, hey, listen, we've won four in a row. We should play next day at noon. We'd be better playing next day at noon. I understand yeah. that. But at the same time, you know, the hand they got dealt was they got 10 days off. So how do you keep your players engaged? But the other thing is, is that you can make sure that they get proper treatments. You can make sure that they get proper rest. And then we'll try to figure out how to get them back but, in the you know, in, that the, may in be the winning true, mode Vegas, on Saturday. Vegas will have five days off or four days off. Oh, you know. Yeah. They, they won't go back to work until tomorrow. And... My guess is most of the nagging injuries that are a part of a Stanley Cup playoff at this point can be resolved in four days. You don't need 10. Like 10 days is a serious injury, probably the kind of injury that won't let you play in the first place. So I'm not sure that, you know. Yeah, but you know as well as I do, every guy on that Florida rosters, every guy in the Florida roster was hurting coming out of game four. Everyone so had bumps and bruises. Yeah, oh, and in two days, they feel better. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Two days, they feel better, and then they go back to work. And, and That's and, right. And, and, you don't need 10. Well, I, I, but what's the alternative? I mean, they they have well, no I get it, but, the problem. But, but you're the one who's trying to make a deal out of that 10 days and think that that's an advantage for Florida, and I don't. I think it's definitely a disadvantage for them. They have had too. They will have had too much time off. Now we'll see whether that matters because it's going. To, if it's going to matter, it's going to matter early in this series. Yeah. And a series that starts in Vegas. Not that that necessarily means anything because visiting teams have won more than they have lost in these Stanley Cup playoffs. It's been very weird. So, I don't know. Is Vegas a better team on the road or are they a better team at home? 
I just don't I, know the I, answer. I, 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 I think Vegas is a better team. Uh, I'm with you. I, I, I think. Period. That, yes. Um, and uh, you know what? Who we're going to see and what we're going to see out of out of that team, um, to me, will 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 be the key. It's. It, it, I think Florida is going to play the same way every game, but I think Vegas can excel. I think I think Vegas can take it to another gear, and I think that's what we saw last night. You're probably I, I right. Really do. I think what we wind up getting down to, unfortunately, again, is a talk about goaltenders because right. you have two. Oh, it's not rare. When you get to the final, usually both goaltenders have played pretty well to get there, and that is absolutely the case in this series. Mm-hmm. Both goaltenders have been top-notch. Yeah. And is one of them going to be able to stay that way for the next, you know, four to seven games? Who knows? Well, Who the, knows? The, the Bobrovsky story is an amazing one when you think about it. There is a guy. Well, they both are. One's a one's a kid who plays played almost not in the NHL at all. Yeah, and the other guy's a guy who has had great success in the NHL, but had a terrible regular season. Yeah. and lost his job. Yeah, yeah, and and when you look at so I, I halfway through the season, I I, I did something uh, for TV uh, about analyzing how much money teams were spending on goaltending. Um, and the number one team in hockey at that point, this was probably the mid to late January, the number one team in hockey spending money on goaltenders was Florida. Florida spent more money on goaltending than any other team in the league. Now, I, I took Carey Price out of it because he wasn't he, he wasn't active all season. Right. And so Florida was paying almost $14 million in goaltending between two guys. And this is before Spencer Knight went into the into the uh, the rehab program. And the team that's 32nd in the league at that point, you know who that was? No. Vegas. <laughs> Vegas was spending just over $3 million on two goaltenders. Which and those shows two... you that it doesn't matter, does it? Well, and but this goes back to your famous, why isn't the goaltender the highest paid guy on a team? He would be in it my really... case. I, I know, but... but, but not if you had it, you know, Logan, Logan Thompson, who's now a, he's a, an asterisk for the Golden Knights in the playoffs. Logan Thompson and Aiden Hill were, I think, just making just over $3 million and were carrying the, carrying the ball pretty well for the Golden Knights. Yeah, but Vegas decided to go with big money for their forwards and defensemen. Yes. And didn't leave a lot for goaltending. They, but by, and by, I, by the way, what the, other teams who have won Stanley Cups have histories of that, too. You know, that was Kenny Holland's philosophy in Detroit when you had Nick Lidstrom and Brian Rafalski and all these guys that were paying big money. And then you, you weren't paying Chris Osgood very much money to, to be the goaltender. Put the money in the defense to keep the shots away. You think that's wise? I, I, I think I think it's wise if you have somebody like Nick Lidstrom or in Vegas's case, Alex Petrangelo. Maybe. But when you look at Petrangelo, Martinez and Theodore and McNabb, and, and and White Cloud, holy smokes, they are they're an impressive team. But are you the- then are you then saying that the the goaltender in Vegas has not been great? That it's been the defense of Vegas that's done the job. I think that uh, I I think there's a better uh, argument to be made in Vegas that it has been team defense before it has been Aiden Hill. Has Hill been good? Yes, very good. Has he made some unbelievable saves? Every goalie does at this point in the season. We get to see them. We get to analyze them. But I think team defense in Vegas 
is so important and has been a key to their success through all four, all three series that they played so far. Well, I'm not buying that. I'm You're not, not, eh? Well, no, I'm not buying the notion that, I, I mean, I understand defense is important, but, you know, how do you gauge that? How do you, how do you, how do you figure that out? You know, would they have, t- would there be 10 shots a game on goal more if they had, you know, an inferior defense? Probably not not necessarily shots on goal, but location of shots, Bob. Maybe you know, and I think I think that's a big. You just watch when when the series that's starts. All maybe though, <laughs> but, in my mind. but because if you if you said to me we have to we're we're going to decide who's got the better goaltender, well, I don't think there's any question who has the better goaltender. Florida, Florida, Florida has the better goaltender. You know, and and but Aiden Hill has better defense. And, and 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 I think that that's a big part of why Hills. I'm not taking one ounce of credit away from Aiden. Yeah, Hill. you are. You can say you're not, but you are. This is well, this the classic case is. I'm not trying to be negative, but <laughs> well, you're, you're you don't take this personally, but you're, you're saying that the defense is the reason, and that Hill hasn't been that great. No, the reason I've said he's, he's he's looked good is because he hasn't had tough I shots. I think that I think that is a factor. Yes. Well, I, I really don't. think that is a factor. At the end of the so day, so does that I, mean you're picking Florida now? No, I I I have to go with Vegas because I have think, to. I think they're the better. Why? Because you have license plates? No, well I do, but <laughs> um, I think they're the better team. Yeah, I think Vegas is clearly the better team, and um, you know, if the Boston Bruins were in the Stanley Cup final, I'd have a hard time picking the Bruins. I have watched every Vegas game, and I they have been very, very impressive in my mind. And they were a juggernaut last night in a game that they had to win. And not only did they win, they they crushed them six nothing. Yeah, you know, I'm buying into that. So now, is the goaltender part of that equation? Of course he is. Um, but I would spend money on a goaltender. I think goaltenders have been been ripped off in terms of their salary for years. You know, if you find a goaltender that you think is a top-notch goaltender, to not pay him $10, $12 million a year doesn't make any sense. Why don't they pay goaltenders that kind of money? Because goaltenders will sign for less. Because you can find one for less. Yeah. That's the only reason. That's that's an interesting conversation at this point because up until... Three weeks ago, people would have said that Sergei Bobrovsky was the, was the wasted ten million dollar goalie. There's no way that he should have been paid that money. He stole the money. He's not Based any good. On his performance, you're right. But but now, you pay you happy that you paid them ten million to hang around? Well, if I'm Florida, I'm 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 very happy, aren't you? I, well, and, and in fact, I as I said, I, we talked about Carlson being the Smythe Trophy nominee on one side. He and Marsha show, in my opinion, but. Um, and then it's Bobrovsky and Kachuk on the other, right? Kachuk. So maybe, uh, yeah. I, it's funny though. Do you think Aiden Hill is a Conn Smythe Trophy uh, candidate? He probably isn't. No. And he probably isn't because he's. Hasn't... That's because it's team defense. No, no, it has not anything to do with team defense. <laughs> it's nobody knows who Aiden Hill is. Yeah, but if he's you've a, watched the games, you kid you've from said. nowhere. Comox has he Comox got? Beat. Has he got a better? record in the uh, Stanley Cup playoffs than Bobrovsky. 
I don't know. Is his goals against average better? I think their their goals against and their uh, no his goals against average would be higher because the West has scored more goals. That's right. So it's a stupid question to ask me. What? What? Because, what? because that's the kind of thing that will decide that. If you're going to wow. decide right now who the better goaltender is, it's Bobrovsky. Right. If only because faced more shots, made more big saves, mm-hmm. better goals against average. Period. You know, as far as cat tra- tra- trying to categorize which goaltender has been better, I don't know that you can do that. No. But Bobrovsky has a name and a long-term reputation as being a great goaltender. Well, you know. I think if you looked at that Carolina series, that there lots of people would have said that Carolina played better in three of the four games that the Panthers did, and the only reason that Florida won them was because Bobrovsky was so good. And the style of, of uh, his style was so successful in making the Panthers win those games. Um, but it's, it's, to me, it's one of those ones where I, when you do pick out the key guys, because we're going to start hearing conversations about playoff MVP and Bobrovsky's on the list. And I don't think Aiden Hill is. Well, and let me put it to you this way. Ask me after this series is over. Because if Hill outplays Bobrovsky in this series, yeah. he might just win it. Okay, so so Aiden Hill is an unrestricted free agent. Yeah, he's he's played himself into a pretty good uh, new contract, don't you think? You betcha. Somebody's going to pick him up, or or if Vegas, they... if Vegas is smart, they keep him. Don't you think? Well, of course that's always the case, but Vegas has cap issues too that they have to consider. I mean, what is everybody's want? everybody everybody's got cap issues. If I'm if I'm Hill, I'm going to want at least five million, aren't you? Boy, oh boy, that, that's a great question. I, I was thinking three and a half to four, but you know, I mean, three and a half he's to got four an is agent. kind of like an experience bonus. I think I think his performance, especially if he wins the Stanley Cup, I think he was going to want he's going to want five. Now that that's when Kelly McCrimmon says, "Well, it was team defense." Well, uh, <laughs> who cares what he says? Well, he's the one doing the deal, man. Well, granted, but you know, he's going to say whatever benefits him and the team, and I get that. But um, I think he's going to be a five million dollar goaltender. I think somebody out there will will offer him five million. Okay, so now you're not, you're and it not might be the Toronto Maple Leafs. Who knows? But don't they have goaltenders? No. Well, by the way, they don't have a they don't really have a manager that can do those contracts yet. Brandon Pridham's running things, but more so for the last than anything else. Um, so do they have a goaltender? Do they have goaltending for the future? Oh, for the future, yeah, I think Joseph Falls pretty good in Toronto. Okay, so who's the number two? Ilya Samsonov. You think he's going to stay? Yeah, I do. I think they're going to try and move him. I think he's only on a one year deal. I think they have to re-sign him. Well, I think they're going to try and so, um, so now basketball starts Thursday. Hockey starts on Saturday. Yeah. Do you have any interest in the, the Heat Nuggets series? Um, I have less interest than I did the Boston Miami series, and I guess because I don't know very much about the Denver Nuggets. I mean, I've watched them a few times, even though they have Canadian content. So what? Okay. Um, they're a pretty good basketball team. Oh yeah, but. Uh, in fact, they're a very good basketball team. But are they glamorous? No, they are not. 
Uh, in fact, I could argue that Miami is more glamorous to me than than Denver is. Why? Because because you know the names. Probably, I'm more familiar that- with Miami, and yet I mean Denver. You look at the Denver lineup and look at the guys that they could bring at you. I know. Boy, that's a pretty powerful team. I mean, they could they could honestly, and it would they- not shock me if Denver won this thing in four straight. Would not shock me at all. Wow. I think they're that much better. Well, Jokic is so good. I mean, holy smokes. He's well, he, he, he's just a treat to watch. Exactly. And, and he's unstoppable. And has Miami got a guy that can stop him? No. What do you, I, Miami, that's, a question, that's a good question. Would, 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 would you put Jimmy Butler on him? Would you? On, on, on what? On Jokic. Or do you put... Uh, well, uh, I don't, I don't know. Jokic has got, I don't know, five inches, six inches. I know, but Jimmy Butler's so tenacious. He, he's he's just. I get it. He I might be it, the best two way basketball player in the game today. He really yeah, is. Yeah. Say what you want. Um, I don't think there's anybody on Miami that could cover, um, you know, Denver's biggest guy. I just don't think there's anybody out there, including Butler. Don't I don't I don't think Butler can cover him. <laughs> Remember, this is a guy who can play inside and beat you that way, or he can shoot like crazy from the outside. Way, He's out, a, way outside. He is a really good player. Yeah. Really difficult to play defensively. And, I mean, I've obviously watched I don't know him. How my, I, don't, I love Miami. I don't know how they beat Denver, though. Yeah. It's, it's, it's interesting. Really I watched... I watched... <laughs> You know, watched a lot of Nuggets playoff games. I did not watch them a lot during the regular season. And after watching the playoffs, I don't understand how he's not the MVP in the NBA this year. You're probably right. I really don't. You're probably right. I probably have to agree with you there. He, he, I think he's, I mean, he's probably the best player in the NBA. He's yeah. certainly one of the three best players in the NBA. But I don't think he's stoppable. I think if, if it's a game that is important to him, they're going to win more often, a lot more often than not in any event. It's funny because there's, there's, I know it's difficult for Canadians to, to watch at times, but there's, you know, there's more Canadians on, on Florida and Vegas hockey teams than any other. So there's, there's, you know, the chance to grasp onto somebody, the Paul Maurice being a Winnipeg guy. That's a, that's a good story. Um, and then on the on the basketball side with Kyle Lowry playing, there's an identification with the Raptors and and Lowry and being Canadian well, and then Lowry is is barely playing. And and when he is, he's getting criticized. Uh, and then um, and then Murray, who, who's from Kitchener, and then uh, Mike Nobody Malone, cares. who's brand- I, I, you don't think that matters, eh? Nope. Nope. I'm I'm I I don't even think it. I'm positive. People do not care. And the, I, I pro- tra- the problem, I'm just trying to think of justifying how how people will be justified to watch the games. No, the problem the problem is with most fans, they've you know to identify with this guy as Canadian or these players, there are many of them that are very good. Mm-hmm. These guys have got to do something internationally. That's where yes. you gain your reputation, playing for the Canadian national team, and doing something. That's where people will watch. That's where they will identify with these players. Then when they go to the NBA, you have a different perspective. Right now, I don't think anybody cares that, they, that he's from Canada. You know, God bless him, but who cares? He's a great player. He'll score 20, 
25 points a game. Nobody cares, gives a shit that he's from Canada. I do. Well, I'm glad you do. <laughs> you know, you're, 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 you're happy that anybody who's Canadian does anything. Yeah, I am actually quite frankly, I, I'm, I'm happy. I, I, I was one. One of those people that actually watched well, the, I don't, I just don't the World Hockey Championships. That doesn't weekend. matter anymore. Doesn't matter. Think, wow, I, I still think there's a nationalism out there that p- people are proud of things. Yeah, they are, but you got to do something internationally. You got to do something, you know, in that scope. Yeah. You can't just show up in the NBA and be a good player. We got a break. Okay. We'll take one more and we'll come back and wrap it after this message. We all know how to use the internet, but most of us don't know how the internet uses us. So instead of figuring out how I can protect myself from the unknown that is the World Wide Web, I just got NordVPN to do it for me. First and foremost, what's a VPN? It stands for Virtual Private Network. Pretty much a VPN creates a secure connection from your device to your network, and NordVPN does it the best. It took me literally the click of one button to connect to their security package, and now all six of my devices are protected from malware, web tracking, intrusive ads, and infected files. Also, it has access to over 6,000 servers across the world, which means if a TV show or movie doesn't stream in your country, you can just switch to a country server where it does. Get four extra months and a 30-day money-back guarantee when you buy NordVPN by heading to nordvpn.com slash bobcast. Go to nordvpn.com slash bobcast for four extra months on your security package. Bob McCown, John Shannon with you. All right, so are you taking Vegas over Florida and then he's Stanley Cup? Yeah, I am. Yes, yeah, I'm, and I'm doing it in five games, Bob. You're taking Vegas in five, huh? Yes, sir. Wow. I think they can win quickly. I well, really do. I I kind of hope you're right, but I'm I'm I wouldn't say that. I think it's more likely a longer series. Uh, what about Denver Miami? Well, I I think Denver I think Denver wins in five games too. Uh, I, think, I, I think that's that's right. And uh, what a what a time, you know. <laughs> we always look at ownership. You know, I'm, I'm one of those guys on the business side. Stan Kroenke, what a three or four year run Stan Kroenke's had. Pretty successful, huh? Well, when you think, you know, the Rams win the Super Bowl. Yeah. Avalanche win the Stanley Cup. And now the Nuggets are on the verge of winning the NBA title. I mean, that's that's a pretty good four years four year span. Kind of like the way it was in Boston just a few years ago, huh? Yeah. Where every, well, everybody <laughs> was winning. Yeah. Well, the good news is, or not the good news, but I don't see the Rockies winning the World Series. <laughs> very soon. <laughs> no. Well, I agree with you there. I must say, but uh, but, but you know, it, it's it speaks to uh, an owner with deep pockets and not being afraid to spend money and going out and getting people to run and going out and getting people to run the business side to run the teams and not interfere with them and let them do their jobs. You know, it's interesting. I wonder if it if it's impactful in the community. In other words, you know, Boston won a bunch of championships. They won baseball, they won football, won hockey. Um, do you think they were at all impacted, motivated by the fact that teams that they have nothing to do with but were from the same geographic area were successful? I mean, has that has that happened in Denver? Well, or is this just a fluke? Uh, I, I, I mean, timing is everything, right? But I think I think Boston was a classic case of th- that uh, unofficial c- 
competition between ownership and 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 teams. I thought, you know, if the Red Sox are playing well, then the Patriots felt that they had to play well, and they had to improve. Well, that's what I'm asking. You know, and do you think, I, I do, I do think, I, I think there's the a factor. In your market. Yeah, but if but if you look at if you look at Boston, you know, so Fenway Sports Group owns the Red Sox. Uh, Bob Kraft owns uh, the Patriots. The Jacobs family own the Bruins. And the Celtics are owned by a consortium. Right. So there's three, four different ownership groups. But in Denver, in, in Denver, you know, the two winter sports teams are owned by the same guy. Yeah, I don't, I don't, so I it's a ownership, little different, I don't think, I think the ownership matters. I just wonder whether the players, the teams look at the, the success of other teams in their in their market. I think there's some inertia. Yeah, I think there's some inertia that says, "Hey, listen, they they're playing well. We better we better pull up our socks and compete and 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 do a better job too." And I think the athletes, I I think the athletes feed off each other. I really do, in so many ways. Do you think the Toronto Maple Leafs and Toronto Raptors, both of whom are looking for uh, new executives, one a head coach, one a GM, do you think they'll make a decision this week? Do you think no. they're close? No, I don't. I really? think they're taking their time. I think they're taking their time. I can't speak as much to the basketball side as the hockey side, but I think uh, I, I think that there's still some some work to be done on the uh, on the hockey side. What do you think the hockey problem is? What do you think they're waiting for? Somebody else to to jump into the picture? Well, I think Brendan. I think Brendan. You know, it hasn't been as long as people think it is for him to pick somebody, and I think he still wants to talk to some people. Yeah, and you have to get permission to talk to people, and then you have to take your time. Does do I? Does it sound like Brad Treliving has the inside track? Yeah, it does. It sounds like Brad has the inside track, um, but you, you know, I mean, I just think I, I think Brendan with the uh, with the people that are in the office already that are involved day to day. They can keep going and do things properly while he takes his time. And I also I also think. You know, Brendan's a very optics guy. He 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 really cares what people see and think, um, and I think he's trying to create the perception of not panicking. Well, I don't care about him. I mean, I'm worried about the Leafs again. Once I I think if you find a guy that you think is the right guy, hire him. If you find a guy who's the best guy you've talked to so far, but that you're going to wait on hiring him in case there's somebody else out there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think that's a mistake. And I'm afraid that's what the Maple Leafs are getting themselves into. I think you're right. I think Treliving is the guy right now. But the the longer this goes on, the less chance it's Treliving, in my opinion. Well. We got to go. That's uh, that's an I mean, there aren't any other jobs out there for Brad to go to. So it's not as if, is there? Maybe not. You know, no. so so he's, know he, he, he can hang around and wait a little longer. We've got to get out of here. Okay. We'll, we'll come back and we'll talk what? Baseball tomorrow? Baseball tomorrow. Yes, sir. Good. We thank you for being with us. We hope you'll join us again then. Goodbye, everyone.